Hey guys, it is Jen here with P40 Ministries Podcast. And today I'm bringing you another episode out of Matthew chapter 5. And this is the Sermon on the Mount. So if you had listened in to previous podcast episodes in Matthew chapter 5, you would have heard that Jesus brought his disciples up to the mountain and began preaching to them. So we just finished the Beatitudes, I believe, on Tuesday, and now we are going to be reading about salt and light. And I think this might be one of the most famous portions of all of the Sermon on the Mount is the salt and light portion. And I'm sure you've heard that saying that Christians are salt and light. So let's um, go ahead and read that today. So I will be reading uh, Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 through 16 today. And we will talk about the whole salt and light thing. And you know what? If I have enough time, I will also read 17 through 20 today too. But um, let's go ahead and start out with just 13 through 16, because I've noticed that my podcast episodes are getting longer and longer each time I record them. So I'm just going to start out with these three verses and see how it goes. Matthew 5 Verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, with what will it be salted? It is then good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the feet of men. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do you light a lamp and put it under a measuring basket, but on a stand, and it shines to all who are in the house. Even so, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So I read out of the W.E.B. version. I forgot to mention that because I do jump around in different versions every once in a while. But let's start off by talking about verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. So it's kind of funny because I have heard this salt uh, analogy so many times before, but when I read it this time around, before I started this episode, I drew a complete blank. I'm like, why are we salt? <laughs> so I had to like research it and look it up and remind myself why we are salt. And you know, salt from what I saw does four different things, and I'm going to name them in order. First off, it burns. Secondly, it heals. Thirdly, it preserves. And fourthly, it brings flavor. And I read them in order like that because I feel like that is how the gospel is. And as Christians, that is how we are as well. So first off, salt burns. When you have a paper cut and you're eating a bag of chips, that salt, when it gets into that paper cut, is so painful. It always finds that paper cut. But... um. So salt does indeed burn. And, you know, the gospel from a non-Christian perspective, and even sometimes from a Christian perspective, often sounds mean. And we have a tendency to truly think that God the Father in the Old Testament was a mean God. And even Jesus, sometimes what he says to the Pharisees, we think that it is mean. And a lot of people are offended by the gospel and more and more Christians are becoming offended by the gospel. And 
that is because the gospel is different from the normal thinking. Because since we are flesh and we are sinful, as we learned in Genesis, we have a tendency to think that because the gospel is going against what we think is right, that the gospel is mean. Whereas it's actually the opposite. We are the ones who are sinning and want to be justified through the gospel, but the gospel doesn't justify sin. And in that way, it burns. But at the same time, when you are eating that bag of chips and that salt gets into that cut, even though it burns, it is healing it. And salt heals and even cleans out the bacteria. And back in the old days, people used to brush their teeth with salt because the salt would clean the bacteria and the crap out of out of your teeth. So um, it burn it heals and burns at the same time. So it's healing you. The gospel is healing you from that sin, even though it might be offensive to hear some of the stuff we hear in the gospel. If we follow it and we live by it, it is healing our corrupt flesh, our corrupt hearts. So yes, it might burn, but if we follow it and we live by it, it heals and thus it preserves. Going into the third point of what salt does. So it's preserving us. It's preserving our lives so that we can live with Jesus Christ for eternity. And that is what the gospel does. And then lastly, it brings flavor. And I love um, jars of olives, those green olives, because they're so salty. I think they are just so delicious. And I'm not even joking. Sometimes those, those olives legitimately bring me joy, especially when I crumble feta cheese on it. I love that. It's like one of my favorite snacks. And I feel fancy too. I don't know why, but I love olives out of the jar and they're so salty and they're so delicious and they bring me joy so you know that flavor is enticing to us you know most people love salty food I wouldn't say everybody does but I'd say a majority of people enjoy salty food and it brings us joy flavorful food brings us joy and that is also what the gospel does it heals preserves and even burns but it also brings us joy. And then it says, right after that, it says in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, with what will it be salted? It is then good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the feet of men. So yes, salt does have flavor and we are meant to be the salt of the earth. But if we don't have that flavor... If we are not living by the gospel, if we're not preaching the gospel, and we are just a fence-sitting Christian, Jesus is saying here that our salt is not even salty. It's not good for anything. So if we are saying that we're Christians, but not actually living out the gospel, it says here that our salt is not good for anything, but to be cast out because it's not doing what it should be doing. If salt does not have its salty flavor, it's literally useless. And you go and you dump it out into your yard. And that is what Jesus is saying here. We are meant to be salt that is 
useful. That is, you know, going around and preaching the gospel. And that's why it's so important to share your Christian beliefs with people. And then in verse 14, he talks about the light. So you are the light of the world. A city that is located on a hill can't be hidden. And, you know, when you are a Christian and you are living out how you should be living your Christian life out, and you are being the salt, Jesus is likening you to a city that is set on a hill. Because when you have a big city that's on a hill, how can it be hidden? It can't possibly be hidden because this huge city is going to be, be, be seen from all directions around it. It can't be hidden. And that is like how our Christian life will be. People are going to know we're Christians. It, it, we're not going to be able to hide it. When we are living out uh, the gospel in our lives and to other people. And then it says in verse 15, neither do you light a lamp and put it under a measuring basket, but on a stand and it shines to all who are in the house. Even so, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. So Jesus is saying here, it's almost the exact same thing as what he's saying in uh, verse 13 with how the salt losing its flavor just is useless. He's saying, if you are hiding your light, your Christian light, if you are doing your best to hide your Christian beliefs under a, what's it say here? A measuring basket, a basket, then it's no, it's no good for anybody. You're not doing anything with your Christian life. You are not helping spread the gospel and thus preserve, helping preserve people and heal people. Instead, you are being useless in a sense because you are not letting your light shine before men. And Jesus even says here that those who hide their light under a bushel, I think there's a, an old song, a children's song about hiding your light under a bushel. But um, it says that when you do that, you're essentially useless, for lack of a better term. There's that burning in the Bible. You know, somebody might be offended to hear that they have a useless Christian life, but that is what Jesus is saying here. And like I said before, sometimes the gospel burns. <laughs> but Jesus is saying, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works. And when they see the works that you're doing, your Christian works, they will glorify God who is in heaven. And that is what we are meant to do as Christians. So as I said, I am getting longer and longer with every single podcast episode that I am recording and I don't want to go too much longer. So I'm not going to finish reading out 17 through 20 today. I will touch base on that next time on Tuesday. So make sure you listen in for that one on Tuesday and then make sure to join me again tomorrow, 6:30 AM and we will be back in Genesis. But as I say at the end of all of my podcast episodes, happy listening and God bless.